Good evening out there, and welcome to another episode of G-Square Talking Sports. Tonight, I will be uh, giving a quick roundup of the MLB action today, as well as the NBA games that went on earlier today, including the implications on the playoff race in the Western and Eastern Conference standings. And then I'm just going to give a quick observation on where I think possibly LeBron James is going to end up, because we know as the playoffs approach, that it's going to be the big story is where LeBron will play next. So sit back and enjoy another episode of G-Squared Talking Sports. Welcome back. Let's get right to it and jump right into the Major League Baseball rundown. First game up, we got the Bronx Bombers going down to the Baltimore Orioles, 8-7. to the, the win improves the Orioles to 4-6, and six, while the loss drops the Yankees to 5-5. Five and five. The big story in this game is... Giancarlo Stanton's uh, historically bad start. He is now batting 107 with 16 strikeouts. He's 3 for 28 in his first six games with the pinstripes. He's just chalking it up as a bad week, while many Yankee fans are already giving him a New York welcome and showering him with booze on many occasions during this homestand. However, I feel Stanton will be just fine once the weather warms up his bat will warm up, and those boos will quickly turn into cheers. In other games, we have the Red Sox continuing their hot start. They are now 8-1 and one with an 8-7 victory over the Tampa Bay Rays. The loss drops the Rays to 1-8, and eight, and they are now still currently 0-5 away from Tampa Bay. The Cleveland Indians, they get a 3-1 victory over their division foe, the Kansas City Royals. The win improves the Indians to 4-5, and five, while the loss drops the Royals to 2-5. and five. The Pirates continue their hot start, and they win again, shutting out the Reds 5-0. The win improves the Pirates to 7-2, and two, while the Reds drop to 2-6. and six. The Marlins, they get a win a day after being beaten 20-1. to one. They come back and win 6-3 over the Phillies. That win puts them at 3-6, and six, while the loss drops the Phillies to 3-5. and five. The Tigers, they win a pitcher's duel. And they beat the Chicago White Sox 1-0. That win puts the Tigers at 4-4, four four, while the White Sox drop to 3-5. The Cubbies, they get a win. They shut out the Milwaukee Brewers 3-0. That win improves the Cubs to 5-4, while the Brewers are 5-5. Five five. The Padres continue their losing ways, dropping another one to the Houston Astros 4-1. The Astros now continue their hot start. They are 8-2. While the Padres are the mirror image, they are 2-8. and eight. The Arizona Diamondbacks, they win another one. They are now 7-2 and two with a 4-1 to victory over the St. Louis Cardinals. That loss drops St. Louis to 4-5. and five. The Toronto Blue Jays, they beat the Texas Rangers 7-4. The win improves Toronto's record to 6-4, and four, while the Rangers drop to 4-7. and seven. The Atlanta Braves, they get a shutout, which is very rare in Colorado. But they beat Colorado 4-0. The win improves the Braves to 6-3, while Colorado is now 5-5. The Dodgers, they get a win from their hated rivals, the San Francisco Giants, 2-1 in 10 innings. The win improves the Dodgers to 3-6, while the Giants drop to 4-4. And one more game, we had the LA Angels winning 6-1. That win improves the Angels to 7-3, while the loss... Drops the Oakland Athletics to 4-7. and seven. The big story here is Shohei Otani shining in a near-perfect game. Striking out 12 A's, 
taking his perfect game in the seven innings and then giving up an, a single to Marcus Simeon. However, he has shown he can do both so far with two strong starts on the mound and belting three home runs on this homestand. One interesting fact is that Angels pitchers lead the, the team in home runs with three due to the fact that Otani is technically a pitcher. Well, that's it. That's the roundup in today's Major League World. And uh, we'll be back with the NBA Roundup. And welcome back. Now, getting into the NBA Roundup for this Sunday, April 7th. We had a few games on the slate tonight. Starting with the Utah Jazz coming away with a 112-97 victory over the Los Angeles Lakers. And with that win, the Jazz actually clinch the fourth seed in the playoffs, clinch their playoff spot. So they're back in the playoffs. In uh, Indiana, wins 123-117 to over the Charlotte Hornets. Indiana is now fighting. They keep fighting for that fourth, fifth spot uh, for the playoff race. The Philadelphia 76ers, they're trying to wrap up the third seed. They come away with a 109-97 victory over the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas is just playing for ping-pong balls and seeding. Let's see who they get to select in the lottery. The Atlanta Hawks actually come away with a big win over the Boston Celtics, even though the Celtics are a little undermanned right now. But the Atlanta Hawks win 112-106. The Memphis Grizzlies actually been playing a lot better lately. They win 130-117 over the Detroit Pistons. This game really is just, again, two teams fighting for those ping-pong balls. The Toronto Raptors, they're trying to just get everything fine-tuned for the playoffs, and they win 112-101 over the Orlando Magic. And the Golden State Warriors come away with a win over the Phoenix Suns, 117-100. to And with some of the games tonight, they're uh, actually now... Um, uh, some implications on the playoff seating. And like I mentioned before, with their win tonight, the Utah Jazz have clinched the fourth seed in the upcoming Western Conference playoffs that will be starting this weekend coming up. And uh, they're just waiting to see who they will be playing because right now, spots five through nine actually are still undecided. And, uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting uh, last three days of the uh, NBA regular season. Coming up with the games Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. So with the fifth seed right now in the Western Conference, you have the New Orleans Pelicans. And uh, they have the same record, actually, as the San Antonio Spurs and the Oklahoma City Thunder. But they own the tiebreaker over those two teams. That is why they occupy the fifth seed. The sixth seed right now is the San Antonio Spurs. And the seventh seed is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And rounding out the playoffs right now are the Minnesota Timberwolves. However, right on their heels with the same record, 45 and 35, are the Denver Nuggets. But Minnesota currently owns the tiebreaker over the Denver Nuggets, so they will be in as long as they win out or um, Denver loses one of their upcoming games coming up. So it's exciting time right now in the NBA, <clears throat> and uh, we will have some interesting matchups if they stay the way they are. If everything stays the way it is right now, we have um, a couple matchups that should be intriguing. The first one I'm looking at is we'd have the third-seeded Portland Trailblazers playing the sixth-seeded San Antonio Spurs. Um, I honestly think Portland wins that series, but again, you can never underestimate a Greg Popovich coach team. He will have his team ready 
and you know they will they will go down fighting at least. And with all that veteran experience, um, it, there, it's always dangerous in a playoff series. No back-to-backs, so they'll definitely be well-rested in between games. So, uh, and, you know, with the television um, schedule, sometimes they have more than just one game in between, or one day uh, rest in between games. So, um, I still, even though the Spurs are not, you know, the same Spurs team, especially on the road, I still would not want to face them if I'm a, a younger Portland Trailblazer team that doesn't really have all the experience in the world when it comes to playoff basketball. But I still I still would like Portland in that series. Um, I'm also looking at Utah. They would be hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. It would be interesting to see uh, Rudy Gobert and uh, Anthony Davis, the brow, go at it. That would be an interesting battle down low. And uh, who knows, you know. Utah is uh, right now, I believe, they are 27 and five in their last 32 games. Only the Houston Rockets have a better record than the Utah Jazz. So um, another team that I don't think anybody in the Western Conference wants to play at this moment. So um, one other intriguing uh, matchup that I see would be the Golden State Warriors and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Although I do think Golden State wins that series. Um, I think Oklahoma can give them a little bit of trouble. Just you know, anytime you got Russell Westbrook, he can cause cause trouble with his triple doubles. But um, obviously, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. But it's also interesting to see what kind of Warriors team we're gonna have going into the playoffs. You know, are they gonna be at full strength, or is um, you know, there's reports coming out of uh, the Bay Area that Steph might uh, be out for the first series. So, of course, anytime one of your best players like Steph Curry is not playing, it definitely makes the um, the stakes a little higher. But I do see uh, Golden State, they still have enough firepower to win that series. However, it would be definitely a fun series to watch. Houston, the way it's looking at, unless Denver can sneak in there, they'll be playing Minnesota Timberwolves. I honestly think that'd be a, a sweep, but don't want to get too much into, uh, you know, the, the playoffs here, the previews, because... Uh, Coming up here um, this week, I'm actually going to be having my playoff preview, giving you a game round by round, and uh, who I think ultimately will be the uh, 2018 NBA champion, but that's later on. And in the Eastern Conference, again, everything is pretty much solidified, except for just jockeying for some position. Um, you have a couple teams down at the bottom, pretty much just Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Washington Wizards. They're fighting for the 6th, 7th, and 8th seed. But uh, everything else, 1 through 5, is um, solidified with number 1 being Toronto Raptors, number 2 seed, Boston Celtics. The 3rd seed, process complete, Philadelphia 76ers. And the 4th seed right now is the Cleveland Cavaliers. As it stands right now, Cleveland would only have home court advantage for one series throughout the playoffs. So it would be interesting. We've never really seen a LeBron team not have more than one um, round with home court advantage. So... It's going to be definitely an interesting uh, playoffs for uh, LeBron James and his uh, fellow Cavaliers, but that's why they will throw the ball up next weekend. And um, like I said, later on this week, I'll be getting into uh, my preview. And um, coming up, I'm just going to give you my little opinion on where I think uh, LeBron James might be playing in 2008. We'll be back on G Squared, talking sports. All right. And for this last segment, I'm going to give you a little uh, opinion or kind of my, my two cents here on where I think 
LeBron James is going to end up playing next season uh, in the NBA. Because as we know, as the playoffs go along, and especially if the Cavaliers suffer a, an early exit from the NBA playoffs, you know it's going to heat up even more with the rumors about where is LeBron going. Is he going to L.A.? Is he going to Houston? Is he going to stay in Cleveland? I mean, it's going to get even more ridiculous. But before I begin, I'll just give you a full disclosure here. I am a avid Los Angeles Laker fan. I have been ever since... Um, probably 1984, so um, I will say that. However, um, I, I do um, like to think that I will give a, you know an honest opinion here of where I think he's, gonna, he's going to end up. But um, before that, let's get into the teams where we, we know he for sure will not be playing because we know out of the 30 teams in the NBA, we can pretty much safely eliminate, I would think, Let's just say 26, maybe 27 of those teams. Because I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I just don't see um, LeBron James, you know, playing in Atlanta next year, playing in uh, Sacramento, Phoenix. And they do have some young talent in Phoenix, Memphis. I, you know, they have good barbecue there, but uh, I just don't think that's enough to entice LeBron from going to signing there. So, again, there are some teams we can safely eliminate, and that's about 26-27. Now, let's start with who, you know, the teams that I think are in the running. And the first one is the, is the obvious choice, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, we do know that um, he's from Cleveland. Obviously, we know the whole, you know, the whole story of his return. He got the championship, so Cleveland is definitely in the, in the mix. And um, anytime, you know, the players from that area... And, Obviously, the ties are strong, so Cleveland is definitely, uh, I would have to say, the, the top spot because he's there right now. Um, another team that I think there could be a possibility due to his you know, his friendship with a few guys on the team, but the Houston Rockets are another team, and they Daryl Morey always does a great job of creating the cap space and to bring these, in order to bring superstars to Houston. That hasn't always worked out, but we have seen especially uh, last year with him trading for Chris Paul, uh, obviously getting James Harden a few years back. That's helped. So you can never count out Daryl Morey and the Houston Rockets, and they do have the cap spade. And, you know, as we all know, they they're in the, they love riding the banana boats together and uh, vacationing Chris Paul and uh, LeBron James. So that you have to include that in there. And, um, you know, obviously an, I think – this team has an outside chance just only because of their reputation and their tradition and obviously their championship pedigree, and I would say the San Antonio Spurs. Now, I only say that because I don't think he does go to San Antonio, but you never know with Greg Popovich. Um, you know, Obviously, the whole Kawhi Leonard situation would play a huge role if Kawhi were to get traded. Uh, I, I definitely then don't see him going to San Antonio. But you never know. I do. They're my dark horse. They're 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 in there, you know, lurking in the in the in the weeds. Um, I again, I don't see it. Um, I just, but I, I I can't discount it. You know, you never know with uh, Greg Popovich and what he has to say when you're sitting next to him. And the last team um, that he's been linked to, and you know, probably I would say number two. 
behind Cleveland. I only have Cleveland number one is because of the hometown. And again, like I said before, the hometown ties is, is important. And it will play a huge role. But um, I have them almost like a 1A and 1B. And again, I know I'm a Laker fan, but I just, I'm reading the tea leaves. I mean, I'm just seeing what's out there. And you know, obviously, being in LA, you hear a lot of the stories. And, and um, I, I honestly uh, think it's going to come down between Cleveland and, and the Lakers. And the only thing that will hold back the Lakers is obviously, are they ready to win now? Um, I would say no, not not at the moment. Are they getting there? Yes. You know, do do you, by by putting a LeBron James, and I don't think it would just be LeBron James coming to Los Angeles. I think um, it would also be um, another superstar. Again, pretty obvious to you know link Paul George there. But I, one thing about the Lakers is if you know again, being a being a fan for many years and and knowing a lot about the Lakers is they don't really. They don't really go into the free agent market. The only one that I, I could truly remember is is Shaquille when they when they you know Shaquille O'Neal in 1996, when Jerry West pulled a pulled a rabbit out of a hat basically and was able to get Shaq to come to the Lakers. But that's the only time in recent memory that I can remember them actually actively going out and trying to sign. Now yes, they did have, the, you know, the Dwight Howard and the recruiting pitches to all these other free agents. It's just. I just think that's just a product of, of the environment now. But I wouldn't put it past in, in one of these other superstars comes via trade. You know, they do have a lot of trade chips. They have a lot of, um, you know, they have a lot of, uh, they have the first round draft pick that they got in their trade with Cleveland this year. They do have a lot of young players that might, you know, you're talking to a team that's looking at rebuilding. Um, you know, and I'm thinking... Couple, couple names out there that I could be on the trading block, or you know, if the Lakers can put together a package, is one obviously Kawhi Leonard. Again, you know, another one with hometown ties. He's from locally area. He's from the Inland Empire, Riverside area, outside of east, east, east of Los Angeles. So, you know, his family would like him back here. And another guy, um, even though he's signed with New Orleans right now, but you know, I wouldn't put it past maybe. Hopefully, you know, they they can get an Anthony Davis. To uh, you, you know, a trade package. Do you put together you know a couple of your young uh, players, win some draft picks, send them to New Orleans for Anthony Davis? Now you put an Anthony Davis with uh, LeBron James. You know you still got Kyle Kuzma. You have a Brandon Ingram. It's a little different story. Obviously, fill in some 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 role players. You know the big other factor that I think, although we haven't heard much from from him lately is uh you know and people may not want to say it especially here in LA but you know the the LeVar Ball factor does uh, LeBron want to come and, and deal with with the you know the dad of uh, one of the one of his teammates going to the media and saying stuff but judging by you know it's been a couple months and we haven't heard much from the dad I don't think that uh, that will play a factor. Now, it will also be interesting to see if that does play a factor in the negotiations with LeBron. If LeBron ultimately says, you know what, I'll come to L.A., but I don't want to deal with the LeVar Ball headache. You know, I honestly think if that is the case, it's uh, see you later, Lonzo. You know, although I think he's going to be a good player, but, you know, if, if LeBron says that, now I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it would be interesting to see you know, how it all shakes out, who ends up on the team 
after it all shakes up, which one of these young guys stay, which one of these young guys gets traded. So um, in the end, I, I think, you know, other things that you have to see are he's got his whole management team. They're all out here. He wants to be in the movies. Another thing that a lot of people aren't really talking about is LeBron is closer to the post-LeBron playing days. You know, he's, he's, he's going to hang them up sooner than later. So I think he's he's looking to set himself up for his future. And he's obviously seen, uh, you know, he wants to get into movies. He's seen the success that Kobe's had here, obviously winning a, uh, an Oscar. So he's right here in the backyard. The other rumors are that he's enrolling his kids into private school in somewhere in the Los Angeles area. So if he's going to have his family out here full time, why wouldn't he be playing out here? Um, the other uh, things that also I think is we have in the Laker organization, not only do we have one of the greatest players ever to play with um, Magic Johnson, but just in terms of the business side, if uh, you are from Los Angeles or been in Los Angeles, you know, you've looked out to the downtown area, he's responsible for a lot of that redevelopment. And, uh, you know, he's made more money out off the court than on the court. And that's one thing that I think if he's sitting down with uh, LeBron across the table, is just like he can tell him how to be even bigger off the court. And it's going to be hard to say no to Magic. You can say all you want about the hometown, but when that smile and that charisma is, is talking to you, you know, and... Uh, it's definitely going to be hard. And if the Lakers do get a meeting with LeBron, which all indications are, is that they are going to be getting a meeting with LeBron, is it'll be interesting to see if he can say no to Magic. But that's for after the playoffs. That's for after we see who hoists the Larry O'Brien trophy in June. That's going to be a great about two months of seeing uh, some good basketball. But, you know, we're going to be hearing about where LeBron is going. And it's going to be interesting to see. I say he's going to come to Los Angeles. But again, that could just be the Laker fan in me. But i also like to know, you know, your opinion. What do you guys think? If you like, leave me a video message, an audio message on here, and I'd respond back. And uh, let's see. Let's see if I'm right in two months, July 1st. We'll find out. Now, if I am, I'll be getting my LeBron James 23 jerseys since you know we haven't we haven't retired that number so it's always up for him to retire that one if he wants but once again thank you for listening to another episode of g squared talking sports you guys have yourselves a good night